Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your hosts, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and this week we talk about the semi-new dregs campaign, the impact of zone and alliance population caps, and some brainstorming for the Hunger Dome. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you doing this week, man? Hey, I'm uh, having fun wanderholing. Been doing that a lot uh, recently. Yeah. Have you also been looking at thesauruses <laughs> a lot recently? What words are these that we're doing these days, you know? Well, you know, I mean, there's, uh, there's layers to it, right? Yeah, there's levels to this. You and I know. <laughs> yeah. But to give, it, for you. to give it some context um, yeah wonder holing yeah we need context for wonder holing that's like <laughs> true use that it's, in a sentence spelling bee you know what i mean it's related to uh wonder lust uh desire to like explore i mean you could actually go to a literal uh different place or thinking but that wonderland and the exploration of rabbit holes so wonder holing is you want to explore rabbit holes? Well, digging into ideas, maybe. You want to burrow? Well, you got you to, you know, ask questions and yeah, see what you can discover, right? You got big claws on your front paws there, guy? <laughs> and fuzzy ears. You have fuzzy ears and big... So, you're a, so this is more of like a furry thing that we're getting into now is what we're actually finding out. <laughs> All of these words are in some way tied to some fetish thing is what actually is happening. Is that what I'm finding out right now? I mean, we could do bunny tail, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting away from that. (laughs) What audience we have will abandon us immediately. So anyway, so all joking aside, so what what do you mean by that? How how are you feeling like wonderholing in the context of Crowfall? Well, with our guild... The way we kind of started out was we just kind of played whatever we felt was most fun. We didn't really have such a strict structure. I mean, we were coming in blind. We didn't know how any of the classes played. And lately, we've been able to get into more 12v12 fights because of the zone caps, right? Yeah, on the wildland zones, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like Trick is an example in the most recent two dregs. That's one of the names of those zones. Right. And it's been able to guarantee us more smaller scale fights and equal numbers. When When you fight sieges, it's easy to rely on having more numbers. And then being in the 12v12, it, it kind of really forces out those small group tactics mm-hmm. and kind of seeing what we have just put together and then seeing how that plays and maybe modify our tactics. It's kind of like putting it together on the fly with the pieces that we got, I guess. So that's been fun for me to think about recently. Mm. Kind of theory crafting around smaller fights. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember, this is such a bad comment now because I don't even have very much information on it, but 
it was just some guy in the forums that I was when I was reading through the forums recently, and he was talking about how he really liked Crowfall because he and his friends were able to, I think there was like three of them, and they were able to, anytime they encountered any other group of three, consistently win, no matter who that was. And he attributed that because Crowfall has such a variety of builds and ways that you can try and eke out advantages. Um, now, the thing that I don't know is I don't know if this is like when the game first came out and the PDM stuff was all broken and the armor break stuff was all broken and he knew that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But either way, just when I read that, it just made me think like, because honestly, most of my PvP in Crowfall has been larger fights. I mean, I've done a little bit of smaller group fighting, mm -hmm. but typically I'm either by myself or with a larger group. Yeah. You know, when I say larger, I mean like a, a keep defense type situation, right? And yeah, so I think that the small scale fighting is is really interesting. And I again, I've done some of it and, and, and enjoyed it, but it's just not been the majority of my experience unless it's just me solo, which then is not a group, obviously. Yeah, and really because until recently with the zone caps, I mean, there's it was hard to find that type of battle with same numbers so that's it's helped like and and so that now that we've gotten into more of those it it's like oh this is what what it could be <laughs> and just trying to get better at at all the little stuff right right yeah i don't know i so i think the zone cap thing is really interesting and i i think i i think that maybe the part of it that's the most interesting is actually just how small it is because there's four wildland zones total in the dregs, right? Yeah. There's there's four versions of trick. So what that means is that across the entire game, your guild can only have 48 players in a wildland zone at any given time, period. Mm -hmm. Or your alliance, not just your guild. And so that works because of the way that the population stacks up right now. And I have no idea, you know, it's not like I'm anticipating that Crowfall doubles its player base in the next month or two or something. Although that would be, while I don't anticipate that happening, like, that is my hope, right? Because yeah. as we've talked about tons on the show, we want the game to thrive and be healthy and grow. And if there were double the amount of players, does that still work? You know? I, I don't know. I mean, the thing I, I don't like about it is having to manage who's in the zone and when and also if you're trying to zone and it's already full you get put in a queue mm -hmm. but your character is still visible in the world and can still be attacked oh wow <laughs> so, that's pretty bad I, I haven't experienced it someone said that that's ha happened to them I don't know if it's mm. every time but right. Yeah. It's a possibility, at least, it seems. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems kind of like that needs some some work. I don't necessarily think that we need zone caps. I mean, lowering an alliance member limit could also help. Well, but would it? I mean, because even if a guild had 30 people and it or an alliance had 30 people, I mean, even if you made that that little, which obviously that would be insane and mm -hmm. too small. But 
take it to to the to the extreme like well if it was even if it was 30 people in an alliance which is very small if there wasn't a zone cap then you still have 30 on 12 if you've only got 12 in the zone true right? true so i mean the zone cap is specifically what enables the um the the the, the more even fights like you're talking about yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's it's definitely not really that rewarding on either end of a zerg fight like if there's five of you and you kill one guy, mm-hmm. it's not like it's super fun killing that one guy. And even if it is because it's a new experience for you or something, like if you did that for hours on end, day after day, like it would become boring pretty quick because there's no there's nothing to it. Yeah, you know what I mean, there's just, it's five on one. It's also not fun to be the one getting ganked by five over and over again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, on the one hand, I appreciate the even fights thing, and and maybe actually, you know, so if if the Again, my my only my only hang up with this zone cap thing is just that it's such a little number that it's just like I guess the challenge I have with it is say for example in one of these wildland zones you have a fort that you want to defend, mm-hmm. right? Well, so your alliance needs 12 people to defend that. Yeah. But maybe I just got off work and I'm not trying to PVP right now and I just want to farm. Yeah. Well, I can't go farm in the zone around that those time windows mm-hmm. and if i do i'm taking up a spot from our alliance's ability to fight over territory exactly right? exactly and i mean also you know if you do have that idea that i'm just going to go farm maybe you don't see whatever message or notification that that defense on the fort or offensive is happening mm-hmm. and you just go into the zone before they try and zone. And then now one person's in the queue and no one knows what's happening. And and that's not fun. I don't know. Right. Right. So uh, that, that's kind of the, one of the challenges I have with it. But if you make it 24 as the zone cap now, right. I mean, I don't know, like past a point now the fights start, now the numbers start getting big enough where the fights are no longer even consistently. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way this is solved in all other MMOs, and, I, and I'm not advocating that that's how it would be solved here, but that's why everything else, every other game is instanced. That's mm-hmm. the value of instanced sieges or battlegrounds or whatever is you can control the limit, the number of players that get in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's what New World, dare I say the name of that game, but that's what they do. Like in the big territory control fights, there's just a queue to join for it. And I think maybe even the like the leading guilds or factions or whatever get to choose who gets to come in. Uh-huh. So it's like if you're not part of a big group then you just don't get in. You know, so if you're if you're just a solo player or whatever in a small guild that's not really that politically engaged, you just might not really get to participate in some of those fights a lot. Mm-hmm. Now again, I, I will just immediately say I've never played New World. And I'm loosely remembering what I read in articles about it mm-hmm. when I say that. So I may be misstating the mechanics of that to some extent. But either way, that's why instances work. Because an instance makes it so that now you're just here. So it's like if for a fort siege window, you actually logged into a instance mm-hmm. where you were going to fight over that fort, then that limit. Then you could just make it again where it's like, well, only 12 people can queue for this fight. But everyone else can still be in the zone. Mm-hmm. 
right 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 if they're not in the instance yeah so yeah that 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 could work i mean i guess there there is some added dynamics of having harvesting and pvp going on in the same zone because i mean you could just separate the the zones and have the zone cap on a place where only pvp was happening i guess but well and that, and, and and again so and that's kind of why i bring up these other games because it's like i think that part of the unique appeal of crowfall is that it's all in one spot yeah right right and that it is it's not instance and it is all one big open world and the the fort that you're sieging right now is literally the exact same place on the map that you'll use as a home base now when you farm from there or whatever you're going to do. Or if maybe you're not going to do any of that, it's just for the conquest points. But either way, the fact that it's not instanced out and it is all real world locations, I think is part of its appeal. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 obviously I'm very rambly and meandering right now, but I, I guess kind of where I'm, what I'm wrestling with is like, okay, I don't think that it's fun to fight five on one or one on five. Like clearly that's not a good outcome or whatever version of that you want to make up. Yeah. But I also like, if I just wanted to play even fights, then again, why are we not just playing guild wars two, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which allows you to roll a character and immediately join at max level and all of the gear is equal. Cause that's the thing is it's like, okay, well we need even numbers. So it's an even fight. Well, that's not the only thing that determines how even the fight is. And I don't mean, I mean, obviously player skill and how people press the buttons factors into this, but also what level is everyone's vessels? What level is everyone's disciplines? You know what I mean? Like all of the, what gear do they have? Like all of that stuff factors in. And so just even numbers is not now a competitive fight. So if the goal is that we want to make this as competitive and fair as possible, is that is that this game? I guess is my point because that's the other games. Yeah, yeah. It made me think of what potentially the Hunger Dome could be. Mm. And I mean, if you're going to have something competitive like that, you know, you try to make it as fair as possible. So, I mean, you would have the even numbers as far as the gear goes. I don't know. I mean, either you can obtain like top level gear in the Hunger Dome so everyone could pick and choose like their min max outfit. Right. That's how Guild Wars 2 structured PvP, they call it. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, you could even relate it to the dregs. I mean, if you had to maybe spend conquest tokens for that equipment, I don't know it would make that fair level harder to achieve, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what you're asking for is not new, right? And I don't mean that you're not profound for that or something. I just simply mean like, this is a, an old problem back when we played dark age of Camelot, you know, obviously the, the primary function of the PVP in that game is, is faction versus faction keep sieges and towers sieges and stuff. Right. Yeah. But if you remember, like there were, I'm using air quotes now, and to some extent it is true though, but like elite groups of players who were very highly organized and in Dark Age 8 was the the group limit. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to do 8v8 fights. 
but they didn't want to do eight versus eight fights in a keep siege because you're going to get third partied or you're going to get, you know, there's just other stuff going on that changes the outcome. Yeah. And so they were on the forums, like setting up like random locations in the world that didn't have any real landmarks that other people would be interested in around them to just stage these fights. And I mean, there were times as a stealther where we would come up on those fights. And if we third partied them, even the people on our own faction would get mad at us because we're disrupting their little game that they're playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So my point is, is that you're not like, it's not crazy to want something like that because even in, you know, 20 years ago in dark age, which is this big open world PVP thing, people were still trying to find ways to seek that out. And I think that's why, I mean, you know, wow. Arena is a legit esport that is broadcast and streamed and has announcers and everything. Yeah for that same kind of reason. So I, I, I honestly, I kind of just go back to, and I hate to, I feel like a broken record and maybe it's, maybe it's lazy. Maybe it's a lazy thought process, but I just kind of go back over and over again to player population because the thing that makes me nervous about hunger dome is like, so if we made if hunger dome comes out next month and is, is this really well balanced, small group PVP thing that you can jump in and out of as you wish, how much does that detract from the player base that's in the open world? Right. Yeah, that's a very right. good point. Right. And again, that's only really a problem right now, though, because we barely have enough people <laughs> <laughs> to make the world feel populated and alive as it is now. And, and well, so, you touched you know. on you touched on a good thing where you were talking about how the fort fight could be instanced. And whenever the timer went up, people would just queue for that fight, right? And they'd go to the instance that could be the Hunger Dome. So technically, you're entering it through the open world. But that's the other thing is it's like, so in Crowfall, like, it's not just a who's better at fighting game. Like, it's a whole, you're supposed to be like, everyone's running their own guild. And then, you know, beyond that alliance or whatever. And so it's like, well, if I'm if I run a guild and you run a guild Mm -hmm. and I'm better at recruiting than you are, and I'm better at creating an environment where people want to join up and participate. Is it better that the game now makes it so that we have to have even fights and maybe your guild is smaller, but more elite. And so every time we fight 12 on 12, we're going to get rolled. But the truth is, is I've recruited way more people than you. So why would you be able to hold territory over me? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, I guess to some extent, it's like, where are the lines drawn around what is PvP? Like, is it just the fight? Is it chatting? Like, I hear people talk about chat PvP. Because, like, if you can get someone tilted and mad... Yeah. Now that's its own version of PvP, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, like, recruiting and populations and just the overall political landscape is its own version of PvP. And and I think that with it being a... throne war simulator Mm -hmm. right those things have to exist to some degree right yeah well that's my point that's my point it's like the 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 crowfall is not who's the best fantasy mmo pvp player Mm -hmm. it's what collection of people can achieve the highest result and whether that be through being a really large guild that maybe 
more casual participation from the individual members mm -hmm. or a smaller guild that's super focused, but everyone's super buttoned up and they're on all the time and whatever. Like, I think that the game should allow for those all to function. And if, if we make it so that everything is an even fight, then you're just going to see the elite of the elite dominate constantly because there's no other way for anyone else to gain an advantage. Right, right. right. And so it it kind of eliminates like a bigger guild that maybe had 50, but maybe they can't field a 12 that could beat my my guild of 12 or something. Right, exactly. But if they can show up with all 50, like you can't take a keep from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just too many or, or whatever. And obviously we're making up numbers and yeah. who knows. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the elite players think they could beat the 50 anyway, but you get my point. So um, that would still stay in play, right? For keeps and I guess some of the forts. I mean, there are those forts that are in the zone cap zones, but. Maybe the Hunger Dome 12v12 fights could happen instanced at outposts or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the Hunger Dome is a viable solution as a way for people to get those competitive fights, and it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be tied to uh, territory control, yeah. right? Um, so I, I think that there's a place for it. It just makes me nervous because of the player population if the best PVPers were like, well, I'm just going to do this because this is now the fastest track to getting content as everyone calls it mm -hmm. <laughs> all of the time. Yeah. You know, are they, are they in the Fort sieges now and the keep sieges now? Are they out there taking outposts? Like, or, you I don't know, know. or, you know, I mean, it could just be something that's available like a campaign, like, I don't know, hunger domes available for, a few hours on this day. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, that kind of takes us back to something that we, I don't know how much we've talked about throughout the, the show thus far, but, uh, and I get that it's because the game didn't um, explode in popularity. Like they probably anticipated or hoped that it might, but whenever I first heard of Crowfall and these different campaigns, you know, I've gone on and on about the benefits of the campaigns and how everything changes and blah, blah, blah. But I kind of thought that there was going to be more than one campaign going on at a time. And I don't mean just like God's Reach and Shadow and Dregs. Like like one of the examples I read early on, and, and maybe this got tossed out because it doesn't make sense because the class limitations or something. But like I remember reading like maybe there would be a campaign that only allows elves and dwarves oh yeah yeah or something right or or maybe there's a campaign that's only the you know the elkin and the minotaur or something you know the animal people i don't know mm -hmm. and the guineas or whatever again i don't know if that how that would work or if that makes sense but i thought that that was a really interesting sounding idea and so I, but again i think it's a player-based problem right now there's just i mean there's not enough people to do the dregs and shadow consistently right i mean shadow's really empty all the time but if we could get the player base to grow then yeah i would love to see a dregs campaign a shadow campaign a, a hunger dome campaign or whatever but like different versions of stuff that you can do i think that could be really cool yeah it would it would definitely change things i mean you could 
do a lot of a lot of different neat neat things with the environment. I mean, if you had an elves versus doors or something like that, you know, different style architecture. And yeah, or it could be you could be like a single zone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a campaign that's a single zone, or yeah, I don't know, and and or maybe a campaign where you really can only join with twelve, and so now there's you know every guild is 12 people max and so now it's a totally different landscape from the rather from the normal dregs but it's a single zone and there's only a you know i don't again i don't know but yeah I, like I a think there's a micro, lot of opportunity like a micro mm -hmm. campaign mm -hmm. and uh, i mean i had this thought the other day was seeing it kind of like a starcraft 2 match except like you're playing one of the units and I mean, if it was a 12 V 12, I mean, you could have a group of harvesters or a group of uh, PVPers, and then maybe you're running some sort of strategy where you're trying to gather some resources and hold off the other group. So you could upgrade some buildings and get some buffs and then siege a keep or something. And maybe it's like an entire couple hour match mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely viable to see something like that in there. I just, I would just like to see there be, and again, I think it's a player-based thing, but I would just like to see there be more simultaneous options for people to jump in and out of. And maybe, though, for that to really be awesome, we need better systems for when you change characters out. Because taking a putting a character in dregs and then taking them out to put them in shadow or something, for example, is just very tedious. Man, I know. I wish there was like some sort of way to save loadouts. Having to like dig all of that stuff back out of your vault and you know, just rearrange it with the abilities and the hot bars and all, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's you know, I think that and obviously we've gone on about these things in the past, so I don't mean to belabor the point, but there are just some quality of life things that I really hope are able to be resolved in the coming months with, especially with the developer now changing or not the developer, I guess, but whatever the, the studio, the, the owner has changed. Supposedly all of his staff is the same. So same individuals, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I hope to see like, so, you know, one thing though, that they did solve in a clever way and it didn't require the mail system, although that would still be easier mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of other things, but is the, at the end of the dregs now, the rewards are tokens instead yeah. of items. Yeah. Uh, and then you just take your little token to the vendor and you spend it and, and now you get what you're going to get. And I do, I do appreciate that solution to the nightmare of trying to sort rewards between 10 different guilds in a rush while waiting for the next dregs to start that night or whatever. I know it just it seems so ridiculous to have to take all that in and of course sorting through the inventory and pulling it out is has to be as tedious as possible mm -hmm. but yeah and then cutting all the stacks making sure that you can meet up with the other people to give it to them Right. Because you can't mail it. And that's, I mean, you still have to do that even with the tokens, but at least you can just carry around some tokens instead yeah. of having to sort every item. Mm -hmm. Once once they got into the RNG containers, it, it was a little bit easier because then you're just like 
passing out so many containers and then the receiver opens it all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then you're either having to go through every single item that way, or I guess you could hand out the RNG containers to individuals, kind of like the tokens. Right. Yeah, but the token's stackable and it's just a single item. It's just a lot easier to track, I think, than oh, yeah. the, yeah. the other options. So good on them for that. That's a clever, clever little solution they have there. Mm-hmm. Way, um, way easier. Right, right. Yeah, well, so I was going to actually touch on also... So I really didn't play a lot in the last dregs. I, I played at the beginning and then I actually... I thought I was going to play a ton because I had some time off from work and literally the first day I was off, I got um, diagnosed with COVID and which is actually ill for some time. And, and then, yeah, I just didn't really play a lot over the last couple of weeks. And I don't, I don't think you really played a lot over the last couple of weeks just due to holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just did a holiday stuff and kind of just decompressed and caught up on, on real life things. Mm-hmm. But so, so the reason I bring that up is like on the one hand, so the, 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 the new dregs, if we call it that, is actually just last dregs again. Now it started over. Everyone has to go take keeps again and all that, but it's the exact same maps, the exact same layout. All of that stuff is, is the same. And so on the one hand, I, I feel a little disappointed that that's but I didn't really play the last one that much. <laughs> so it's not that not that big of a deal. And maybe I, I just wonder if this is like because of the change to Monumental and the holidays and maybe a, from what I understand and talking to other players, it was largely pretty dead, especially towards the you know the last week or so of the last campaign. So maybe a lot of people didn't really spend that much time in it. So maybe not a big deal this time, but I hope that going forward, we're not going to repeat the maps twice in a row or something, you know? Yeah, I hope I hope not to. I mean, I, I imagine it, it's because of the holidays and the switching over mm-hmm. of the ownership and, and all that. Well, and this is also the first time that we didn't get a new patch with a new dregs. Now, the dregs are also shorter. This one, the, the one that just finished and this new one that's just started is, they're like 20 or 21 days or something. So they're, they're shorter runs, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm hopeful that that's all it is and that this is not the new plan going forward, I guess. I I don't think it is. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to, I guess. I guess we don't know for sure, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and supposedly 7.5 will come at the end of will come for the next regs. Hopefully we'll return to getting updates even if they're somewhat incremental. Like I still like there being a new update on a, on a schedule like that of every month to update and change and improve and optimize and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone is, every update is exciting because we get to see the things that we've wanted for so long. I mean, we're getting little pieces of it and then pretty soon we'll get those complete overhauls. I think, I think, I mean, inventory still needs more work, but it's good now. But at least now in the dregs banks or the shadow banks, whatever, the non-account vault banks, you can search now and use yes. this, 
the pretty limited filters that I've always complained about, but at least they're there now. So that's a benefit. And I don't know that I celebrated this. I, I, I would hope that I at least mentioned it, but it's group loot now. They finally fixed loot. And and that was a huge complaint of mine. So kudos, kudos on that as well. The loot is finally fixed. That's yes. ideal. And yeah, it's so much easier now. <laughs> oh my goodness. To, yeah. <laughs> to not have to go stand around a bank and swap gold between people and swap <laughs> dust and just all this stuff. It's, it's like, what are we doing? Hand, hand me your your batch. Right. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm excited to see to see what, what comes out of this. You know, the the two dregs ago there was a lot of drama at the end of that campaign with the way that the scoring kind of played out. And mm-hmm. I don't know that there's been a real concrete resolution to that. Cause really the problem is, is that there's an incentive to try and game the score system. So whether or not you ban people because they sign up with a trial account or whatever you think is going on, like all the problem is, is that there's an incentive for people to try and game the system. And I don't, know that I've seen a solution put forth to that yet that, that solves that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of in the camp of having to do something with the scoring mechanic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just do a, a point wash where anyone changing alliances after a certain time within the dregs campaign just got their points washed. So you couldn't add your your points to some some other alliance at the end or something like that mm-hmm. so i mean that would take the developers you know having to to make that but there's also something to be said about having that free-flowing change i mean with the throne war simulation and if people want to change teams they can change teams right Right. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It should be that, that should be there. So yeah, I don't think saying like, I don't think penalizing people for, for leaving is necessarily the right way. Again, I don't, I don't, I, I personally, I don't have the answer either. I'm just interested to see what they do to solve that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the answer is not much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Working as intended. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it it's, it's really interesting. The, the player, movement that has been going on since the developers haven't stepped in to kind of address that we we touched on it a few episodes back about the home keep agreement idea that was being passed around to the various guild leaders and being able to declare keep your home keep so if you just had that one uh, you would not be made homeless so smaller alliances or something like that could have some confidence in holding territory. Yeah, I I don't know too much about it, but my understanding is that there's pretty limited participation in that idea. And while I'm not a guild leader and I'm not involved in any of those conversations, I feel like if I was, I would not be interested in signing the home keep. I get it, and really that's probably counterintuitive because it benefits people like us specifically because we're in a smaller group. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't like I don't like I don't like subverting the whole point of the game. Because again, it goes back to like, well, 
okay, cool. If you're going to be in a small guild, like we're in a small guild, we don't have a ton of people. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is found a way to align ourselves with larger groups so that we can participate in the stuff that we couldn't do by ourselves. Right. Right. So I don't know how much I support a smaller alliance or guild getting to just claim a keep and that's just theirs now. And they're not actually growing their numbers or doing anything to really secure it. They just get it because we've all agreed to play nice. Like, I don't know. That's not very, what throne war is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it, there, there's other ideas of why that was tried to put in place. I mean, it was like the Frindia campaign. It, it was like the siege schedule was immense and it ended up burning out a lot of people. And there was also kind of like this funneling into two major alliances Mm -hmm. that's true and so it's like if you can spread out the factions and allow smaller factions to have territory then it kind of spreads out the siege schedule well well. so that's what i was thinking earlier is like okay so the problem i posed earlier with the zone limit is that if you have a guild of 500 people or an alliance of 500 people whatever and that are active, well, less than 50 of them, I mean, it's 48, let's just call it 50 for the, <laughs> the sake of simplicity, mm-hmm. 50 of them, 10% of them could be in a wildland zone at any given time. And that's the only place to get rank 10 resources. So outside of sieges and forts and all of that, just if you have 50 people that wanted to do any form of harvesting, which is outside of farming gold or dust, kind of the primary thing you're doing, unless you're crafting or something, right? You're just limited. Like, you just can't go in the zone and play even at 2 in the morning if there's enough people on from your alliance that are in there. But maybe the way that would be solved is by limiting the alliance number, which is what something you brought up earlier. If the alliance cap was 100 instead of 500, that would, A, force smaller factions, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and it would make it a lot less burdensome with the zone caps because guilds and alliances are just smaller in general, right? Yeah. So it's less likely that you're going to fill up all of the wildland zones kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. The other thing is, I'm jumping way back now, but, you know, with the instance fighting stuff, I mean, I don't know how much sense that makes, but maybe the other, maybe instead of instancing and maybe instead of a zone cap, maybe it could be a, like a handshake siege, mm-hmm. right? And, and so is because that's something that supposedly is still in the works. So if handshake sieging is in the works, Maybe an element of that is the defender gets to choose how many people, what the cap of of fighters is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right? So then it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to fight at a certain time, and you can only bring 50 or whatever. I don't know. But again, that could get weird, you know, because, again, now if some more elite guild has a keep, they might always say, look, you can only bring you can only bring 12 people to this fight. <laughs> and maybe there's no other 12 that's going to win that. You know what I mean? Or at least not regularly. Yeah, um, yeah. So it would take away from the attackers being like, we got 100 dudes out here ready to take this, you know? No. Only, so I don't know. Only six. 
but maybe there could be and again obviously what i just laid out immediately i was able to not make sense of it. maybe there's something in there some way in there that it could work where you could tie population limits to the handshake siege idea to try and help make fights more fair or maybe maybe that would be true for forts but not for keeps right maybe keeps don't have a limit ever because you want people to be able to take keeps if you can get the numbers then you take a keep that's fine mm-hmm. but forts since they're for, up for siege you know not only twice a day maybe that would be a more reasonable space to implement a restriction on popu- on on population um, yeah i I mean, I, I would definitely would like longer fort timers, but I mean, it's definitely a place that it could work. I mean, everything's on the table, really. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I think handshakes, if we, if we're talking about handshake sieges though, doesn't that take it away from the timers thing, right? Because if it's handshaking now, it's not a schedule in the same way. Yeah. It depends on, on how it would be started, I guess. Right. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, I, I think on the one hand, I get it because it's, it's hard to maintain a fort for a whole campaign because to do that, you have to defend it at least once a day on or, or retake it on the second siege window of that day for the fort. You know what I mean? But if, if, if forts aren't daily, then there's literally not a siege to do. There's nothing to do except take outposts on a, on a day over day basis. I mean... Like in one of the zones I was looking at today, there's not a there's three keeps in the zone and there's not a keep siege for two more days, right? Yeah. So it's like there's just not a fight to do, and so the forts provide a consistent way for people to engage in the structure siege combat that's a little more low stakes than the keep. But if it wasn't that, if that wasn't there, then you're literally just capping outposts except on the random days where there happens to be a siege up. Is there another another type of building that would fit between keep and fort or Well, fort I think that, I think there's I think that there's castle which is bigger than keep. I just think that there aren't any of those cuz maybe the player base isn't big enough to support it. I don't know. But if you look on the thing, I think it shows outpost fort keep and then I think it shows castle and there's just none of those ever. I think oh. I may be mistaken. Okay. Okay. As anyone who's ever listened to the show knows, I'm usually mistaken about how the fucking game works. So, you know, you know, there, there's a learning curve. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, anything else you wanted to talk about this episode? Now do it. Well, that's all for the show today. Follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests. Or my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast about video games where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay up. Mm-hmm.